0: Relaxed and smiling. Oh, oh, just like
1: I don't like you because you're dangerous.
0: I don't give a fuck what you say, motherfucker.
1: Yes. He he's he he done it. Maverick, we're hit, we're hit again. Damn yeah, it, Maverick. I'm on my way. Three, two, one. Oh, 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 you oh, oh. can be my wingman anytime. This is the Believe in MMA Mavericks podcast. Featuring your hosts, Mike Straka and Ike Feldman. Hey, welcome to MMA Mavericks. I'm Mike Straka, along with my co-host, Ike Feldman. Big fight this weekend, Ike. We've got Jon Jones making his much-anticipated comeback against Dominic Reyes. And I gotta tell you, Reyes is a tough kid, but I've always gone by this since probably 2008- my mantra my my motto is never bet against John Jones
2: yeah that's been a pretty good bet for the last almost decade I mean the craziest part about this we should be praising John's accolades and there shouldn't be a cloud hanging over but there is always a little cloud dark cloud hanging over John Jones fight and hopefully no picograms pop out but Mike, I'm just happy to be doing the podcast, and we're on all the podcast platform. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a major fight week, so I'm very excited about that.
1: Well, you know, there's there's a lot of good fights. I mean, Shevchenko is, is fighting Caitlin Chukagian, who's, you know, she was a, an up-and-comer when I knew her in New Jersey. She trains with Jamal Patterson and Enzo Gracie Academy, uh, Ricardo Almeida and Frankie Edgar, all those uh, great fighters out of that camp. But Shevchenko is just – she's just, uh, you know, as much as I love Caitlin. She's a force of nature.
0: Dude,
2: Shevchenko's been probably the number two pound-for-pound pound fighter over the last five years. I mean, you could argue Cyborg's up there. At the, at the bare minimum, Shevchenko's been a top three. Whoa whoa whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say Cyborg's up there? Is that what you just said?
2: Yes. You and your, like, quotes, grabbing. Yes, I did say she's up there. What do you yes. mean
1: she's, she's like the greatest fighter in MMA history? I'm going to Amanda Nunes, man. I don't for, know. For the women's side. There's a lot of debate. Yeah. yeah. Like the- I mean, yeah, yeah. Amanda Nunez fighting a 35-year-old cyborg. <laughs> cyborg was the, the woman for how many years? She didn't lose for about close to a decade probably. Yeah. Well, I think more like 12 years. And that doesn't even matter. Like, okay, so Amanda beat a 35 or 36-year-old cyborg. Okay, it happens. People get old. does It doesn't diminish what cyborg did. I I will disagree with you 100%. I think Cyborg's still the number one mixed martial arts fighter in the women's division ever, who ever lived, including Ronda Rousey, who I thought was amazing.
2: Okay, okay, okay. I I know we're kind of sidetracking, but with that same logic, this gets applied to the UFC featherweight goat of all time. Is it Aldo, Holloway, or Conor? A lot of people crown just because Joe Rogan has pushed it out there. He said, quote, uh, Max, you're the consensus greatest featherweight of all time, just because he beat Aldo. But using that same logic, maybe Max wouldn't beat him five years ago. Maybe this was an older Aldo that Max Holloway beat. I agree with your logic that Nunes beat an older Cyborg, but why aren't people looking at that the same with Holloway and Aldo? Do,
1: do you agree? I don't know. I think Aldo lost a lot of steam when when Connor knocked him out in 13 seconds.
2: Yeah. And people don't respect Conor for what he did. He beat Max. Yeah, he was young. And he knocked out Aldo. So there's a lot of MMA math or goat math or conversation going around. A lot of people are confused. Do not get confused. I respect Cyborg. I respect Max.
1: I respect Aldo, Conor, Holloway. But I respect everybody in the fight game. I respect people that don't win. You know what I mean? Like You get in a cage, I respect you, period. Fair you enough. Get- you get to the UFC, you get to Bellator, you get to one FC, you get, you know, you get to PFL, you you've already made it. And as far as I'm concerned, you you already have my respect. You okay. Know, the only- so
2: then why are you latching on to
1: the one quote where I'm saying Cyborg's up there? I, I respect her. But She's I, uh, up there. <laughs> no, no, she like, we're not talking about like, you know, Macy Barber. We're talking about Cyborg. <laughs> And that's not to take anything away from Macy either, but come on, we're talking about Chrissy Cyborg. Like she's like she's a freaking machine. She is the Mount Rushmore, right? Top well top she's, three. To quote you, she's up there.
2: <laughs> she's definitely up there.
1: <laughs> Great start to this episode, man. Well, listen, all right. If we're gonna talk about women's MMA, I got three women to talk about. Cyborg, Misha Tate, and Ronda Rousey. Okay, it's good company. We're getting to Shevchenko. We're getting to you know obviously. (laughs) (laughs) No respect, man. No respect. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're we're also getting to you know you know obviously, Joanna was a great champion. Yep. Yep. I think Rose is just one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. Is Rose Namajunas? She's a sweetheart. And a great fighter with a lot of heart. I think Paige Van Sant shows a lot of heart when she fights. I think the women are great fighters.
2: Yeah, Brian Callen, Joe Rogan's co-host and stand-up comedian. In one of his bits, he's like, man, I, I didn't respect women's MMA. I didn't like it. I thought it was too vicious. And then when you see a woman fight with the same courage, strength, and ferocity as a man, how can you not like it? And he jumped all over his friend who was kind of had a chauvinist take to it. And I think it's an amazing opportunity for women. Probably the best opportunity in any sport. WNBA gets no attention. Nobody cares about the women's football league unless they're in lingerie. Uh, The women's softball maybe once every four years at the Olympics. But I feel with women's MMA and women fighting, they get the most attention. Look, we're talking about Clarissa Shields. I learned about her because she called out Amanda Nunes and vice versa. So. I think women in fighting gets the most attention out of any women in any sports.
1: Well, don't forget women's soccer, especially the U S oh, women's yeah. How soccer. How did
2: I forget the, like the, the most important, they did win the title for the U S so not
1: just that, but they're like the highest like revenue of, of all USA soccer. Like the men, the men's team didn't even come close to the, what the women bring in for revenue. Is that
2: true? Like the actual, like the salary. Is that true?
1: Yeah, that's true. No, no <laughs> salaries. The women are underpaid. The men make more money than the women do. But the women bring in more revenue because more people go watch the women's U.S. soccer team than they watch the men's. And that's just a fact.
2: Okay, this is going to be the first time I curse in the couple of times we've recorded, but what the fuck, man? More yeah. people need to know about that. What the fuck?
1: A lo- well, a lot of people know about it. Oh. I mean, you just happen to not read newspapers or anything. I don't know what... <laughs> What's a newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot. What are you, 26? <laughs> 30,
2: 30. I've heard of these things. Okay, you know, you're, still, them-
1: you're still a millennial as far as I'm concerned.
2: I've seen them in the movies from the 90s. I- I've heard about these news pipers.
1: yeah there was a movie called The spotlight which won uh an oscar for best picture and it was about a newspaper called the boston globe that did an expose (laughs) on the catholic church and how the priests molested a bunch of kids but let's we're let's like let's not get off topic here is that ed harris shout out to ed harris if it is i think it was michael keaton wrong white guy (laughs) yeah it was it was michael keaton and uh, michael keaton yeah Michael Higgins man.
2: man. Birdman was amazing.
1: I disagree with that. I thought it sucked, I th- the I thought it sucked balls, the man. Oh, the single shots? shot. The dialogue. You want to go to single shot, go to Michael Ballhouse, the cinematographer for Goodfellas, and look at the single shot when Ray Liotta and Brenda go into the club downstairs that's the greatest single shot ever film. well besides citizen Kane, but that's one of the greatest single shots ever come on birdman are you you're really bringing up birdman as a cinematography thing and then he did the
2: revenant man my my hat's off for uh keaton for birdman and the director i think it's alex skarsgård or whoever but yeah that's my generation I, you're gonna hate me because i've never seen the godfather scarface donnie brosco raging bull uh I seen Goodfellas once and it was just recently and it was TV It cut for TV. So I've gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of flack for not seeing, uh, all those great Listen, movies, are I didn't know you're, you were a film guy.
1: If you're actually editing this podcast, <laughs> then you should, you should edit that whole part out because that, are you kidding me? You've never seen fucking Goodfellas. I've seen it once. The TV version. You've never version, seen the, the Godfather. You, you've never seen raging bull. No, it's in my queue. Oh my god I, I can't even believe you're my co-host on this show.
2: But you're a film guy right At the end of the day you're a film guy like you, you'll talk some films because we got the Oscars coming up.
1: Listen, I know about movies going all the way back to the 1939 like I, I, I know who Mary Pickford is. I know who Judy Garland is. I know who Samuel Goldwyn is and and I mean I just I love movies. It's what I do. I, I watch like last night alone I watched three different movies. They all starred, by the way, my new celebrity crush. You want to know who she is? Uh, um, What color hair? Brunette, blonde?
2: Margot Robbie.
1: Ooh, (laughs) she's not my new. She's been a long time (laughs) celebrity crush.
2: She's on the Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Felicity
1: Felicity Jones.
2: She do the Americans
1: no felicity jones was she's in you know the uh, the star wars rogue series but more importantly she was she played ruth bader ginsburg and on the basis of sex she played the Aronator with uh with what's his name uh, uh uh rat not Radcliffe. um shit i'm drawing a blank on his name he, the guy who played um shit who is the the greatest scientist of all time in in like british history he just died recently. wheelchair. No, no, he was in a wheelchair. No, 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 in a wheelchair. Uh, oh, my God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his
2: name. I just yeah, watched the movie last night. I just looked her up. Rogue One was awesome. She was great in it.
1: Oh, Felicity Jones, is she's my new hero. That girl is just so freaking hot and such a good actress. Uh, Shout-outs to the former. Daniel Ra- Ra- Raidman. He played, um. God, oh, Stephen Hawking oh okay stephen Hawking, and, and and it was a movie called the theory of everything she was a nat i just all i do is watch felicity jones movies now because she's my new hero all right all right that's that's cool it's good to know
2: are you are you a comic books fan this is,
1: no this but i do love Margot Robbie i'll watch you know what's her name the suicide girl
2: yeah that movie's awful she's the only be- she's the only good part in it
1: Oh, she's great! Oh, she was great in "Freaking Wolf of Wall Street" too, man. Woo! That was
2: the role that that was the uh, that was the championship fight for her. That was the fight that got her on the scene. She's been in the mix for a while, but that was the probably the sexiest she's ever been captured.
1: Oh, she's amazing! She's one of the hottest women I've ever seen on film.
2: She was great in Tarzan too. A lot of people didn't see that movie.
1: I didn't see that movie. <laughs>
2: I don't blame you, man. You're you're throwing out Julia Gardner or whoever you mentioned earlier, and Citizen Kane. These a lot of these names I haven't heard. Wow. Even though Citizen Kane, I heard is film or it's uh, ripped apart in film study classes. I heard it's like uh, one of the films that like the Ten Commandments or going with the Wind that everybody looks at, or Lawrence and Arabia that everybody looks at for uh, the golden era of film, but. I said, give me some color, give me some HD. I can't deal with
1: the, the godfather. I don't disagree with that. You know, I, I you know, there's I can't watch TV unless it's a, a high definition signal and a high and a HD, you know, television. Like God forbid anybody has a CRT TV anymore. Actually, <laughs> Mike, do you know what a CRT TV is? Crappy
2: TV. I don't know no, what
1: with- Cathoid Ray tube. Remember when you <laughs> when your parents had a big old fat teeth. TV.
2: The heaviest thing to carry out down the stairs and up the stairs. Yes.
1: That was awful. I couldn't get wait to get rid of that. Yes, I do remember. All right, let's get back to the subject on hand. John Jones versus oh, yeah. John McGrace. John, John.
2: <laughs> John Jones, man. Does he get it done? Is this another easy victory? Uh, the Vegas line is saying that it's probably his hardest fight over the last three fights. Anthony Smith, I think, was a plus 800. Diago, uh Santos was a plus 600. Now John Jones is a uh, it's a plus four fifty so the Vegas is saying maybe there's a little chink in John Jones armor. What do you say? No, me neither. It's I think he's uh, the evidence shows that Dominic Reyes has, can be taken down by strikers. Yeah, he has a lot of flash, but he hasn't faced deep competition. Chris Weidman was old. And John Jones should just take him down and not engage and try to box it just because of his ego. He I really want to see the wrestling. We haven't seen it in well, a lot of fights. They both
1: have good reaches. Um you know, they, they you know, they're both almost equal in their in their reach advantage. But John's got such a great fight IQ. It's just it's not even fair when he gets in into the octagon. It's not even fair. The guy's never lost. Nope. Well, neither has Reyes. John Jones has never lost
2: yeah it's been nine years of championship fights the the one time he
1: the one time he lost is because he got disqualified because the referee made a big horrible judgment call in my opinion
2: yeah against Matt Hamill and I appreciate the UFC pushing back trying to get that uh that loss turned to a no contest to officially make John Jones undefeated and it makes sense because then you could put in the posters or the promos or the advertisements, undefeated John Jones. But I have no problem with it because of his shady pass. and it has been a up and down uh roller coaster throughout his career with the outside of the cage stuff. I mean, he's tremendous inside of the cage, but with the steroids, the hit and run, dude, he couldn't even go a full year of being clean when he's in competition. There's this. Uh, there was this cloud hanging over where he's at the strip club and this woman said he she was assaulted by him and he pled no contest and it gets swept under the rug. I'm like, dude, can you just go a full year without any headlines? And apparently he couldn't. But he says 2020, he's off to a new start. He's a new person. He found God.
1: Is that a little harsh? Well, that's pretty harsh, Ike. I, people think I hate these guys when I see and you the... wonder why Malky's not calling in now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> shout outs to Malky Kawa the great manager of John Jones and other top tier fighters in the UFC I hold these guys to a higher respect the Connors, the John Jones the Rondas I'm sorry I know they're just humans at the end of the day but I want them to be you better just than... mentioned
1: you just mentioned three of the greatest fighters of all time yep who are all flawed outside of the cage
2: this is what my mother tells me she goes you need to take it easy they're humans too and i'm like but they've been given this gift and they're kind of
1: disrespecting or slapping in the face and but who are you to say that i'm nobody but no 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 that's i'm not saying you're nobody but who are you to say that they're disrespecting their gift like you don't you don't you're not inside their head you don't know what's going on there I'm sure there's a lot of problems. That's why I've kind of... I, lowered- must, I don't even think it's a problem. I think that's great talent comes great fallibility. I mean, it, you can't have everything, dude. Uh, I,
2: I'm a perfectionist. I want the be- I want them to be role models in a sense. And I feel like well, we haven't gotten that Who cares what
1: you yet. want, Ike Feldman? I, who I know. Gives I know. I've been told a flying that. <laughs> fuck what you want John Jones or Ronda Rousey to live their life like? Because to you, to them, you don't mean shit.
2: But they hear it, they pay no. attention to the Luke oh, Thomas's the comments oh, to fuck the...
1: Luke Thomas too. Luke Thomas can suck my dick.
2: I've had my issues with him too. Luke so, Thomas I, I can don't...
1: suck my dick. I'm not worried about <laughs> Luke Thomas. Like why would you even mention him on my, on my fucking podcast? You know what? You know what, Ike? C- I quit. You just mentioned Luke Thomas on my fucking podcast. On our podcast. Well, we went
2: into Ariel Hawani's. we gave him a lot of credit last week. I think he's the number two guy in the world. I no, he's not. Hard. Are
1: you fucking kidding me? The number two guy in the world would be – I would say John Morgan is the number two guy in the world. What, just because he's not broadcasting doesn't make him the number two best MMA reporter in the world? John Morgan is the best. Ariel is number one. I will give him that every day of the week. John Morgan from MMA Junkie is definitely number two in the world. Where do you I mean, have
2: Okamoto? You kidding me? That that's my like that's my Brett Brett Okamoto? Favorite. Yeah, that's my I like personal Brett favorite.
1: too. But Mike Mike Chiapetta and Chuck Mindenhall are better writers than Brett. Sorry. Brett's Ooh. a great reporter and Brett's a great guy. But I would give Mike Chiapetta and Chuck Mindenhall over Brett's writing. I would give Ben Folks over over Brett's writing too. Brett's still a young guy. You know what? If Brett wasn't so damn good looking, I might like him better but he's so damn handsome <laughs> he really is a, you gotta admit he's a handsome dude yeah
2: ESPN knows what they're doing man they put him in front of the like he's literally standing in front of the tunnels as the fighters work walk out and, and I'm sure a fighter wouldn't push him out of the way because he's so good looking he
1: is he's a good looking dude he, he's probably I'm a not, better listen I'm not saying he's a bad reporter I'm not I'm just joking around like that but he's a he's too damn good looking to be a reporter he should be a fucking like I don't know he should be anchoring for fucking david muir on abc news that's how good looking that kid, that kid
2: is he even has a cool like background in biology To him, i was like i called him the keanu reeves of mma reporters i was like so bro what's your background i think he has some asian and some spanish in there like he's like japanese and brazilian kind of like machida like he, he's got it going for him, man yeah. i hope his wife treats him good
1: <laughs> you see there you go again judging people How's that judging? That's I hope that- his wife treats like if now if if Brett Okamoto's wife was listening to this podcast right now, she'd be like, "Fuck, who's this guy who just said that?"
2: She's well, well, see, and it would fire her up. No, you're question being, everything that you're, she's doing, you're, and then she'd you're treat being him better. very
1: presumptuous, like ju- oh. very just like you said that John Jones has his issues outside the cage. Oh, I- really
2: then you're in the one percent who you're in the point one percent then who doesn't think he has any he has a lot of flaws and i'm like dude at some point be the role model figure it out start the mma act the union
1: Why? or do what something do be the role model i mean come on name one major athlete that's a role like a real role model like <sighs> I would name say Le- one superstar athlete lebron james probably okay uh, Kobe Bryant?
2: Yeah, Kobe started to turn his life after the 2004 incident, which I appreciate because... All right,
1: but come on. Latrell Sprewell was a great, great, great player.
2: Not question Spre- in there what they do on the court.
1: What a great... Right. But we're talking about outside the court. You're, you're talking about outside the octagon, outside the cage. Like, John <laughs> Jones doesn't owe you your opinion of him being a great role model. I, I disagree with you right there.
2: See, if I'm playing psychiatrist which I'm not but if John ever heard that and he goes oh he thinks I'm not a great role model well watch what I do in my community I I know he's probably at the point where his ego is like I don't have to justify anything everybody knows what I do behind closed door I'm sure he's at that point but probably early in his career when he was a little more energetic and outspoken he would probably hear and be like he doesn't think I'm a great role model I'm gonna promote this and at the end of the day it's a win-win let him think that I hate him and let him kind of indirectly kind of listen to what I'm saying I have this I think superpower to make people better people Mike I promise you by the the end of this episode you won't be cursing anymore
1: wait did you actually just say you have a superpower to make people better people
2: yeah positivity is infectious
1: and by the way I will fucking curse (laughs) whenever I want okay okay damn it
2: (laughs) Oh uh, so yeah, John Jones, the fighter. He's gonna win. What a guy. Can't wait for the fight.
1: Shut your pie hole. <laughs> you know what? He's a great fighter. You can't take that away. Look, I think Dominic's a great fighter too. I think it's gonna be a really good fight. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um I I think you know, we all everybody's keep talking about John going to heavyweight. John loses at heavyweight. Ooh. John Jones loses at heavyweight. Okay. There's no doubt in my mind
2: against any guy. Or against
1: any guy. Wow. Wow. Against what's your uh, against Daniel Cormier? Against Stepaniuk at heavyweight, Cormier beats John Jones at heavyweight,
2: and that's why it's sellable because Cormier I think's fifteen to one at heavyweight. John Jones never tested the waters, but John Jones beaten Cormier twice. Twice, yeah. Is some asterisks because of the steroids, but that's well, why- you mean
1: because of the Pico.
2: No 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 the I think for both of those fa- uh failed drug tests it was like a substantial amount not just the 20 or 25 picograms if I'm correct there was a substantial amount UFC 200 UFC 214
1: Listen all I know is Daniel Cormier wins against any listen anybody who ragdiles Josh Barnett did yes I mean think about that Josh Barnett does it's not a- Get ragdolled. <laughs> Daniel Cormier ragdolled him. Picked him up, turned him over, and body slammed him like me wrestling a fucking fourteen-year-old kid who's just learning how to wrestle. Like I, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I'm, Daniel Cormier at heavyweight is unstoppable. I, I mean, mean unless, unless you're Steep Emoji. <laughs>
2: But, I mean, D.C. was winning that early fight for the three rounds. Stipe had to go to his corner and figure it out with the beautiful body hooks. I mean, yeah, I want to see Cormier Jones at heavyweight. Me too. Cormier's got to get past Stipe. Jones says that he wants to go to heavyweight after this fight. He said
1: it multiple times. He seems like he's the most. Dude, uh, in in 2008, Cormier couldn't even make 105 for the Olympics when he was a captain of the Olympic wrestling team. You, and like you know what I mean is that like, now he's fighting two hundred five. Let let him fight heavyweight. Let him just fight heavyweight his whole career. I don't even know why he went down at two hundred five. I think it's ridiculous that he did.
2: He was trying to be a good teammate, like I'm trying to be. He was trying to look out yeah, for, for Cain. Yeah.
1: He was he was looking out for Cain. You know what happens to nice people? Like, uh oh. What happens to nice people? What's they, the cliche?
2: Nice things happen to nice people.
1: No oh, no no no. Nice <laughs> nice guys do what. They, uh, they finish last.
2: Yeah, that's, that's what they say, but I'm it's the, the trendsetter.
1: It's a cliche for a reason. Nice guys finish last. You cannot be a nice guy in a fight game. You you cannot look at your friend, Came Velasquez, and say, I'm sorry that you've been injured. That's why when John Jones took the fight when Rashad Evans got injured and John Jones took the title shot and Rashad never forgave him. Well, guess what? Rashad, you're wrong. John Jones would have been a fool not to take that fight.
2: I'm wishy-washy on that because you hear the whole aspect. This is a team, whether it's ATT or Team Elevation in Denver. This is a team sport. Whether you like it or not, we look out for each other. We push each other up. And then you see John Jones and Rashad, and you can't blame John Jones. It's worked out tremendously for him. But... I'm kind of back and forth. It's like I don't know how it'd be if I'm in that situation and I have a title shot and a ton guess of what? money I on c- the line. Guess what I? C- yeah.
1: Fortunately for you, you will never be in that situation. Yeah, yeah. You burst because, my bubble. Because are you a fighter?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, in, in I life, mean, no. Like, are figuratively you a professional speaking?
1: fighter? Like a guy who puts his fucking life on the line and in on national TV when you can get knocked out in five seconds like Ben Askren did against Masvidal. You know who Ben Askren is? One of the best wrestlers in the history of wrestling. And he got embarrassed on national television in front of millions of people. It takes a fucking, it takes a really strong person to put yourself out there like that when knowing that that could happen. This guy was one of the most decorated collegiate wrestlers in the history of wrestling. Like he's up there, with Kale Sanderson. He's up there with freaking, you know, Dan Gable. Dan Hodge. Ben Askren was a stud. And he got knocked out in five seconds. Or was it eight seconds? I don't even know. I forget. Five, five, five. You're right. But, you know, it takes a certain kind of person to, like, put yourself out there like that. So, don't, you- so don't sit there on your freaking headphone and say to me, well, if, if I had to. If I, you know, if I had the chance to fight for the title, and my my friend Rashad got injured, I wouldn't take it. Who would have? Come on. I didn't say on, that.
2: I, I said I'm wishy-washy said, on this. You I just said that. You I'm, just said that. I understand both schools of thought. Whether it's a team sport that you hear a lot, or whether it's an individual sport. I said it's I, an
1: individual sport.
2: Okay, okay. And John Jones, it goes to show that he has that killer mentality. Like he he's like Rashad. I'm sorry, but dude, I got to look out for my family. And my well-being and my future, and he did. And in that regards, it's. I don't even think he needs.
1: I don't even he. I don't even think he needs to explain it to Rashad. Hey, Rashad, you got hurt. Fuck off.
2: Right. He says it in one sentence, but they're, all those reasons that I listed are the reasons no, why he says Rashad fuck not off. Not at all.
1: That is not at all a reason. You got hurt, Rashad. That's your problem. That's not my problem. I don't have to explain to you that I got a family and I'm looking out for. No, no. You got hurt. And the opportunity you had was lost and it was presented to me. And here I am and I'm taking it. Like he has nothing to apologize for and nothing to explain to anybody. And for people like you and me to sit here and pontificate and to make judgments on that call. Come on, man. That's like saying, Oh, Tom Brady should have sat out when, you know, when he had a chance to to take over the starting quarterback role. No, no, no. That's you, a no, great
2: point. That's a great no,
1: point. no, no, he's injured. I'll wait for him to come back. I won't take I won't take the starting role as quarterback and not become the greatest quarterback in the history of, of football. It's a
2: great point, Mike.
1: Thank you. Honestly. I thank, I, thank you. I appreciate that. Ike. Maybe
2: that maybe that whole like wishy-washy take is that I'm I believe in like the a little bit of the kumbaya and we're all friends, but you're right, man. It is the this is my third it, curse now. It's survival of the fittest. It's
1: survival of the fittest. It's not just a fight game. It's like, like I just said, you know, right. Tom Brady, Tom was, Brady. A, he was a backup quarterback. And oh, right. the first string got got hurt and Tom didn't go, no, coach, I, I, I can't take that. I can't. I, I, let's wait for him to get better. No, he said, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm in there. And then became the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. Dude. I
2: don't know. I don't know. Each episode, you're uh, you're doing I'm that getting, counter to the counter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, giving, I'm, I'm tipping my hat to you that know, no, I'm, I'm not getting, even wearing.
1: I'm getting more angry and angry in this on in this, in this show. <laughs> Pretty soon, Believe Network's going to cut me off. <laughs> you're like, Mike, you're, you're too angry, Mike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you're not believing, man. You're not <laughs> sipping the Kool-Aid, man. And you're like, fuck your Kool-Aid. Fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. You fired up. There's nothing better than it.
1: Well, it is. we are called the Mavericks for a reason, you know.
2: Dude, and like two martial artists, yeah. So we say, hey, we're just going to touch. No mouthpiece, no headgear, Mike. We're just going to take it easy. And then all of a sudden, a minute, two minutes, three minutes go by, and we're trying to attack each other's head. But at the end of the day, I feel that we can shake on it and hug on it. And that's what I love, man. A lot of people are too thin-skinned, as we mentioned earlier. But I love how we can – twist in the heat of the moment and kind of wind
1: ourselves down well I, I always wear a mouthpiece I, I, I
2: should you know how many teeth i have chipped this oh
1: I, with- I learned my lesson too when I was your age I keep my mouthpiece in dude I carry my mouthpiece at, if I go to a bar I got my mouthpiece <laughs> in my fuck. I, I'm not, I'm not going to get even into a bar fight without my mouthpiece in.
2: Dude, I'm going to cut this for a promo.
1: It's true, man. I'm not, even, I'm not even joking with you. If I go to a bar where I think I might get into a fight, I put my fucking mouthpiece in my pocket because I'm not fighting anybody without my mouth. I wouldn't even wrestle anymore at my age without a mouthpiece.
2: I could see you being in the bar, having a mouthpiece in, sipping a beer through a
1: straw. Well, no, <laughs> I wouldn't put it in prior to a fight. But you know what? There's, there's something intimidating when somebody starts a fight with you and you go, hold on a second. You pull a mouthpiece out of yeah. your pocket and you put it in and you go, okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> and they are like, wait a minute. Maybe I shouldn't fight this guy.
2: Wait, even though I'm drunk, a couple of cranberry vodkas yeah. in, uh, maybe I'll take a step back.
1: Do you know what I always say to people? I say two things and both sober people up. One is the winner goes to jail, the loser goes to the hospital. Which one do you want to be? Because I don't <laughs> want to be either order, either one. And the second thing I say is, I'm gonna rip your larynx out of your trachea. And that usually stops people and go, well, that's very specific. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they say maybe i shouldn't fight this guy who just told me he's gonna rip my larynx out of my trachea
2: dude that type of shit the krav gosh shit scares the shit out of me the survival i'm gonna rip your larynx out i'm gonna punch a, a pressure point in your chest i'm gonna poke your eyes i'm like dude what happened to like the grab the hold the wrist the over under hooks the nice double leg trip? no no in a oh, street
1: fight i dude- do the grab the wrist and the over under if i like you i'll do that <laughs> <laughs> no, cuz I will. I'm not even joking. I'll I'll grab your wrist and I'll hold you down and unless you headbutt me because headbutting is the only option you have at that point. Right. And some people have done that. Like cuz I I'll will I'll be nice in a fight like that. I'll I'll do the over under on my right hand, do wrist control on my left hand, and I'll just pull you down, I'll hip out and I'll pull you down, get my weight on you, and usually people are like they can't move, they're pulling, they're trying to pull back and they can't get away. And I say, "Are you done? Are you calm now?" gonna let you go we're done fighting and they usually go okay but if somebody decides that he's gonna headbutt me then all all fucking it everything is off limits man
2: dude your face is your money maker dude if somebody
1: headbutts me i will rip (laughs) your larynx out of your trachea i'm not even joking with you
2: I will have your back in cleaning up the blood and putting the body. No, in I.
1: In that case, I'll take the over the underhook on my right, on my on my right, on his left, and I'll switch it over to a head and arm stroke, to a headlock, and then I will hip out, put him down on his face on the floor, and then choke him out with a guillotine. And
2: then I'll. Uh, when do I come into this picture in the bar fight?
1: Um, you're the one holding the camera. <laughs> Oh, You're calling
2: me the TMZ guy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I can't wait to go drinking with you. All I'm saying,
1: <laughs> you're the one holding the camera, like saying,
2: "Whoa, go Mike, go Mike, you got."
1: <laughs> no, you'd be the one going, Mike. Don't get arrested, Mike. Don't get arrested. I'd be like, "Shut up, bitch."
2: Make sure you uh, make sure this is Facebook live and bitch. <laughs> That's how I'm like, I got you, Mike. That's I
1: what I would. You. I would. I would do it. I would do it. A, a gator roll and come up to an anaconda choke and i'd be like and then i look at you from from like the from the anaconda and i go you got this right (laughs) (laughs) i'm picturing the visual (laughs) he's like yeah i got it i got it i'm rolling you better be rolling on this This it's a beautiful anaconda choke you better be rolling dude that (laughs) that i'd be like i'd be like you got that gator roll right that was a beautiful (laughs) gator roll (laughs) <laughs> meanwhile the poor the poor asshole who started to fight me like what the fuck is going on right now what is going on right now right right now you're being gator rolled and you're about to be choked with an anaconda choke and you're about to be unconscious in about 22 seconds Dude, ahead, I, enjoy it while you can
2: and all this is possible obviously because of your skill set but i don't know if you're from the uh the school of these type of they're not jeggins, but they're jeans, they're denim with the little mixed in polyester, nylon, and spandex. Have you ever seen these? They look exactly like jeans, but if you pull them, they spank right back to your leg. I have about two pairs of these. Man, they've changed the whole like fight on the street game. I, I feel like I could do a roundhouse. Have you ever bought into uh, the school of these jeggings or stretchy jeans? Are you about to judge me? I hear the long breath coming. <laughs>
1: I don't even think we're still on a show anywhere after that statement. <laughs> I was like, wait, did I lose them? No, I, I literally lost oh, yeah. you. The yeah, you lo- oh yeah. You lost me, dude. Did you just <laughs> serious? Did you just really ask me that question?
2: Uh, my wife I mean, got me a pair and I could do a
1: roundhouse in them. I swear. Oh, is that your defense my wife got me the pair dude
2: look at you how smart really? you are you're you caught that you caught you're that.
1: throwing your wife <laughs> under the bus when you probably bought them yourself you just threw your wife under the bus now right. i will say i did have i did have chuck norris jeans when i was younger
2: that sounds cool but what the hell does that mean like what makes them chuck norris jeans
1: well they were pretty much jeggings. <laughs> <laughs> But at least they were called Chuck Norris jeans. They weren't called jeggings. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, when you get off this show today, you got to just Google Chuck Norris jeans. They're basically jeggings, but they were, like, real denim. They weren't this stretchy thing you're talking about.
2: Dude, was the Texas Ranger walking around with the big old belt buckle cowboy hat and some Chuck Norris jeans? That's cake? right.
1: He absolutely was. He was Walker, Texas Ranger, by the way. Oh, Sorry, I I grew up
2: watching that and Power Rangers. That those were my two shows. How apropos? Perhaps. Uh, Mike, this I don't know how much we talked MMA, but this was the the funniest podcast of the bunch.
1: What do you Always. mean? Was it's? I think we're still doing it, aren't we? We got well, wait, we got wait, three wait, minutes. We got three are, minutes. Are you cutting? Are you cutting me off right now, Ike? <laughs>
2: I'm I'm not the cutoff type of guy, but we have to follow the rules with the Blue Network, man.
1: Do do you know it's called Believe?
2: <laughs> that was a Freudian
1: slip. That was Belove is a Freudian slip?
2: Or it's a, just a mistake in pronunciation. A,
1: yeah, perhaps. Maybe you should work on your diction.
2: <laughs> You'd like that. <laughs> i am not even say if I had a little like uh drinking me I would, I would be like say something
1: else but. well from now on i'm gonna call you Jeggins. <laughs> Jeggins. ike i can't even believe you admitted to that
2: uh, and then and then
1: try to throw to your throw wife, wife under out. the bus <laughs> i cannot wait to meet your wife and she's you know she the first thing when i meet her she's gonna go mike no <laughs> i told him not to buy those things
2: we'll be down in ac this spring and uh I'm sure we'll uh, have a couple of cocktails or beers and you can make fun of me.
1: Oh shit. Speaking of AC, what's up? I got to call our boy, Jeremy Rotolo, who runs the uh, Atlantic city music, uh, Atlantic city theater company. All right. I want to talk to him real quick. Let me see if I can add him to the, to the podcast. Hold on a second. This is the believe in MMA Mavericks podcast. So Ike, I told you I was involved with the Atlantic city theater company. And uh, as you know, because you've been doing mixed martial arts for as long as I have. Uh, You know, we got Ring of Combat, CFFC, you know, UFC's been down at the Revel many times, at Borgata. Lots of great MMA comes out of there, and a lot of great fighters. Frankie Edgar. I mean, there's so many great fighters that have come out of AC. Uh, And I've gotten involved with the Atlantic City Theater Company, and we're being joined now by Jeremy Rotolo, who's a good friend of mine and a good friend of MMA, and and uh, more importantly, he's, he's really concerned with the rejuvenation of Atlantic City. I know you're a New Yorker, Ike, right, so you don't really know what's going on down in AC, but man, it, it needs some help.
2: <laughs> I and- know it's where I black out a lot,
0: but yeah. How you doing, Jeremy? <laughs> hey, what's up? Thanks for having me, guys. So, Jeremy, uh, explain a little bit about what you're doing down there. Um, so right now my main focus is, um, the art down in Atlantic city. Obviously a main focal point would be rejuvenating the whole city. Um, but that's a, that's a big bite to, uh, you know, kind of take care of. So, I mean, I'll do what I can. Um, I'm the artistic director of Atlantic city theater company and we're, uh, you know, providing some really good art down there with the Atlantic city arts foundation and, um, all the casinos down there.
1: Well, Ike, you know that you know the casinos down there have been very pro MMA. Uh, you know, it started, It really started with Mike Tyson down there and at, at the Taj Mahal and the, and the Trump Tower. You know, we, we had a lot of great fights, and and then you know, Ring of Combat came down there, and Ring of Combat is really the, the top dog down in AC, as you know. Yeah. Or or you maybe you don't know. <laughs>
2: I I'm muted here. I was thinking I was uh burping a little bit. I'll pick it right up. Yeah, <laughs> AC's a, a great teammate. Uh,
1: <laughs> a lot All of right, professional. Sorry, Ken, so you fucking asshole.
2: Yeah, uh, Jeremy, uh, congratulations. You're our first interview on this uh, the MMA Maverick podcast. So we're uh, we're learning the uh, the ins and outs of each other, how to throw back to each other. But Mike set me up beautifully, like the volleyball game from Top Gun. He's Maverick, I'm Iceman, so I'll just pick it up from here. Yeah. Jeremy, the Atlantic City has been well-known for the MMA scene with uh, Lou Neglegia's, uh Ring of Combat, right. and uh, a ton of promotions recently with PFL picking up the, uh, the torch. But uh, how much have you noticed the MMA scene? I know UFC was down there back in April on the boardwalk, which was fun, man. I was basically more drunk than sober the whole time. But <laughs> How much have you noticed the impact of MMA in Atlantic City? I
0: mean, I definitely think it impacts the uh, city itself uh you know it becomes a destination people want to travel there to see the um, the event so uh it, it's actually very beneficial I think to the city's
1: growth well yeah and we you know I remember UFC 32 was at uh, right. Boardwalk Hall you know that was back in 2001 and was one of the first UFC fights that I covered as a reporter on Fox News Channel and I was at Atlantic City's Boardwalk Hall which is iconic Uh, And and, in a place, I hope, Jeremy, you you get to put a play up there. That'd be amazing. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And, you know, we got people, like I said, Frankie Edgar and Matt Sarah, guys who started their careers in Atlantic City fighting. Mm -hmm. And these are legends now in our sport, Ike. You know, obviously, Matt Sarah and Frankie Edgar are, like, people that everybody looks up to.
2: Now picking up the torch, you got Ally Quinta and Algermaine Sterling and a ton of local fighters. Yeah, I'm a Chris, little- Chris long-eyed. Weidman, Chris, Chris Weidman. Weidman, of course. I'm a little Long Island biased. But, Jeremy, what I want to ask you, most importantly, what me and Mike were kind of debating, what's a better Michael Keaton movie? Again, we're being joined by Jeremy <laughs> Rotolo on the MMA Marics podcast. Jeremy, what's a better
0: Michael Keaton movie, Spotlight or Birdman? Oh, man. Um... <laughs> Ah man, I really, I really enjoyed Spotlight. Don't
2: sway him, Mike. Don't sway him.
0: I really enjoyed Spotlight, man. I mean, uh, they were are both great movies, but but Spotlight was awesome. If you want to, uh, if you want to talk just about, like, Michael. <laughs> are King's you guys texting right now? Not actually? at all.
1: <laughs> Not at all texting right now. You see, Ike. First of all, the movie Spotlight had lots of great actors in it, <sighs> and. Birdman only had one great actor in it. I mean, it's based
0: on a true story, too. So, I mean, there's always that weight to it. Damn it. I'm
2: going against two theater guys, two film guys. Yeah, Jeremy, I'm not the expert like you guys. I appreciate the films and the big films. I'm not just a Marvel guy, but Ike. I'm being schooled right now.
1: I, I've, got, I've got many names for you right now. Oh, in the movie man. Spotlight, Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton. Wow. The beautiful Rachel McAdams. Ray Donovan himself, Liev Schreiber, right, and Kamal from The Pelican Brief, Stanley Tucci, also the star of The Devil Wears Prada. Do you understand? And music by Howard Shore, by the way. Also, like Spotlight oh, yeah. was one I'm of sure. the greatest movies, Howard. one of the greatest movies ever. <laughs> so please don't ever try to test yourself against me ever again.
0: Well, you guys, as MMA guys, what do you what do you think? About all the UFC guys and um, and even I guess uh, WWE guys going into film and uh, entertainment, I see that a lot. You had Rampage Jackson; he went into uh, what was the it? Eighteen. That's right, with Bradley
1: Cooper. Well, one of the greatest actors in Hollywood right now—I wouldn't say greatest. I, let me rephrase that: one of the top-grossing box office actors in Hollywood is Dwayne Johnson. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. You can't. You can never deny when when The Rock is a multi-billion-dollar box office draw. Like, I'm not talking multi-million, multi-billion-dollar box office draw. And how can you deny what Vince McMahon built and how he built up The Rock? And you know, Randy Couture, mm-hmm. Chuck Liddell, you know, uh, Ronda Rousey, so many actors are Keith Jardine, by the way, Ike, you know, Keith Jardine. Yep. Keith yep. Jardine is, has done. So he was in breaking bad multiple times. As one of the, one of the bad guys and one of the hoodlums, Keith Jardine has a great look for, for movies. And he, and he, you know, he knocked out Chuck Liddell, you know, Keith Jardine was, a, he was a monster in the octagon. Look at Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar probably has, well, he hasn't done movies, but he, he could probably cross over into that realm like, like the rock did. And you know, Paige can cross over from the WWE. And Michael Senna has done it in a uh, very, like, successful way.
2: John Cena? Who's I'm sorry, Michael
1: yeah, Senna? did I say, yeah, I, I got confused. <laughs> I got confused with Michael Cera and John <laughs> Cena. Yeah, yeah, thank you for correcting me, Mike. I, yeah, John Cena, also a really good actor. And I just think that, that there's so much crossover in Hollywood. What about him? Mickey, Rourke, um, Mickey about? Rourke tried to go the opposite way he tried to be an actor and then a boxer so they
0: have that didn't um,
1: work out too well the, for him
0: the female fighter she's <laughs> fighting uh february 8th valentina
2: oh yeah, Shev Shevchenko. Shevchenko. yeah. she's actually a, a film
0: minor or film major i believe too she i just yeah. we were just part of a um a film down in atlantic city actually at the convention wow. hall they're doing a film holly berry's directing it called Bruised. it's wow. the directorial debut and she's one of the uh, co-stars in it
2: Wow. I See, I thought uh, Holly Berry was kind of blowing smoke up everybody's a with just being at attendance with all these events, sitting next to Brian Ortega, kind of getting nestled up close to him. Uh, Google Brian Ortega if you've never seen him, Jeremy Rotolo. No, He's a uh, very good looking fighter. And uh, the UFC promotes him. He's been out in his recent fights. But anyway, Holly Berry. She, uh, yeah, I guess she showed up at these fights, and now she's making a movie. So respect to her. I'm, I'm doing a little bow that you can't see. But I thought she was just there for publicity. But she's actually doing a fight movie. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one of my favorite fight movies was Warrior, which was yes. filmed in, in Atlantic City. Yes. Oh, that was a great movie. And uh, you underrated, know, Tom. Tom Hardy was in that film. I mean, what a great movie! Nick Nolte was nominated for an Oscar.
2: That scene on the uh, bed with Nick Nolte crying and hugging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his
1: son Joel Ever Joel Edgerton was in that film. Another, you know, that was a you know, if 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 you're listening to the podcast, not familiar with what Warrior was, but there were two brothers, who one was in the uh, in Iraq, and he was he was fighting for the country and he comes back and he becomes an mma star and his brother joel edgerton or his the actor joel edgerton was you know suffering because he lost his job he's got two kids at home his wife is wondering you're gonna lose a house and they end up going into this one million dollar mma tournament in atlantic city and it was directed by a guy named gavin o'connor who who directed it i think i think he directed that there was something in, in in alaska about hockey it wasn't Miracle, but it was something like Miracle. Remember, remember these guys were like hockey players in, in, in uh, Alaska, and they were going to play the New York Rangers. It was like this local hockey team. I forgot okay. the name of the film. The Mighty Ducks? No, it wasn't The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it was uh, – I'll tell you. You know what? I'm going to look them up right now as we're speaking. I'll tell you exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah,
2: fantastic movie, though. Anthony Rumble Johnson's in it. Nate Marquardt's in it. Oh, yeah. It's an yeah. awesome We're movie. talking about
1: – he's talking about Warrior right now. It's a great movie. Uh, oh, he actually. Gavin O'Connor also directed The Accountant with Ben Affleck, which was a really good movie.
2: That's underrated too. I forget who's, oh, the, I love who's that. the brother in that movie. He's in the Punisher. Oh, yeah, he's, he's great. in everything now.
1: I forget. He's really great. It, that guy
2: looks like he has a broken nose, but he's he's never boxed. I like looked up his whole career. Says he's done like Chicago Theater District. I'm like, oh, he didn't fight. I was like, he's got that like uh charisma to him that he looks like a fighter. Yeah, he does, but. Uh, can I ask Jeremy a question? Sure. Okay. Jeremy Rotolo, are you there? I see that you're on mute.
0: <laughs>
1: Jeremy, what happened, dude?
0: Hey, can you hear me now?
2: Yeah. He, he was burping now. Don't yell at me. He was burping now. I
0: had too much
1: coffee this morning.
2: <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm sipping a 16-ounce right now myself. Right know, on,
1: dude. <laughs> no, you, Jeremy, you had too much Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to stay focused in Atlantic City, man. Absolutely.
2: All right. Stay focused. Thank, don't hit the mute button. Jeremy Rotolo, again, film theater guy. What's your favorite fight movie, whether it's Cinderella Man, Rocky, Warrior, oh, dude, uh, The uh, Fighter?
0: What What's your favorite movie that captures everything? I mean, I did love Warrior. That was a good one. But my favorite, I'll always go back to it because it got me so pumped up when I was a kid. Um, the first time I saw Rocky, man. I just wanted to go into boxing. I was a wrestler, you know. I grew up in uh, Barnegat, and I wrestled for Barnegat High School. And uh, when I saw Rocky, I, I picked up boxing. I, I was so inspired by the movie.
1: So well, you know what, you know what, uh, Ike felt Feldman's favorite boxing movie is, right? No, what is it isn't. Raging Bull. Oh, isn't really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? Because they're in New York and the Bronx.
2: No, he's being facetious because I haven't seen any movie
1: that's no, not in HD. He he actually admitted <laughs> he actually admitted to me that he's never watched Raging Bull Raging with Bull. Robert De Niro and Joe Godfather. Pesci, directed by Martin Scorsese, edited by Thelma Schumacher. Like, one of the greatest films ever put on film. I haven't seen Casino. And a guy who covers the fights. Donnie Brasco. I'm not talking about Donnie Brasco or Donnie the casino. Brasco. I'm talking about Raging Bull. You're a guy who covers... Fights for a living, and you never watched Raging Bull. You should be ashamed of it. Ike, you should hang up right now and tell your wife to buy you those leggings, whatever the fuck you call them. Those leggings. No, they,
2: they're stretchy jeans, uh, a.k.a. Jeggans. No, You know what?
1: You, now, now you can throw your wife under the bus because for – you know what? She should divorce you because you've never watched Raging Bull.
2: <laughs> she hasn't even heard of the movie. I guarantee she's never even heard of Martin Scorsese. Is it Scorsese or Scorsese?
1: Scorsese. And by the way, she's never heard of Jeggins either. You just made that shit up that she bought them for you.
2: Now that we're being fully transparent, I bought the first <laughs> pair. She knew that I liked them. <laughs> <laughs> she got the second pair. Wait,
1: Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard of something called Jeggins?
2: Dude, you could do a roundhouse in these puppies. Jeg- what? Oh, who, who hold, on, Jeg- hold on. Hold
1: Jeg- on, Ike. Ike? Ike, don't, don't, you said, you told me not to influence him. You don't influence him either. I'm muting. I'm muting. All I'm saying is Jeremy Rotolo from the Atlantic City Theater Company. Have you ever heard of such a thing called jeggings? Yes. Yes, I have. Oh, you guys are all gay.
0: (laughs) But, but you're not being clear. Is Ike wearing jeggings? Is that what you're saying? Right now he is. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. (laughs) It's a girl thing. That's how I know it.
1: He's got his hands in his pants right now and his jeggings. Oh, if you kidding. pull these bad boys off your <laughs> jeans and they
2: spank right back to your legs. like They're very flexible. They look exactly like denim, but you can do a roundhouse in them. I
1: can't even oh, believe man. we're having this conversation. The
2: conversation escalated the jegging conversation because Mike was Ike, talking about bar fights and I said he Ike, needs to get a pair of jeggings.
1: Mike, Jeremy, I just want both you guys to know that this is the last podcast <laughs> of, of MMA Mavericks. So we're going to be... <laughs> We're gonna be canceled after this show. Right. (laughs) I'm happy that I could
0: contribute to that.
1: Thank you, Jeremy. All right, so Jeremy, um, let's talk a little bit about the theater real quick. What's coming up next? What what are you guys producing? Uh, We got a
0: murder mystery coming up uh, March 21st. That'll be at Boré in Atlantic City. It's a really cool Cajun cuisine restaurant um after that oh
1: that place is right next to my favorite bar in all of new jersey the irish pub oh i knew that was coming man the historic irish pub ike
2: you're just gonna say that's the place that he's plugging is
1: next to your favorite no 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 (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah. ike have you ever been to atlantic city Of of course okay have you ever been to the irish pub
2: no, I just usually pregame in the hotel room. Go straight to the club. This is
1: this is a place that was built in 1901. Okay. It is a pub, and then there's a, there's a little hotel on top of the pub, and it is one of the greatest places. Like, listen, yes, I'm sorry, Jeremy, for changing changing the subject from Boré to Irish pub. Jeremy, let's talk about but, you. What do no, you think about me? No, but here, but here's the good thing about the Irish pub: you can walk like 100 feet to Bore to watch the show after you pregame at the Irish pub.
0: Wait, have you ever stayed in the hotel on top of I, the Irish pub?
1: I have. I actually, or... I've, only, I've only stayed here for like an hour and a half, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, it's 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, wait, Hi, did your wife tell you? Oh, okay. All right, all right.
2: You're lucky this is all over the whole area, uh,
1: Yes, I know. I know. I got I'm these jeggings, baby. I'm just kidding with you. Um, uh, yeah, it was about, all right, 25 minutes. <laughs> that includes a shower. Right.
2: <laughs> it would take longer if you had to take
1: off a pair of jeggings, trust me. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would just take out my, my leather man and cut them right off at the crotch. <laughs> all right so jeremy back to you. <laughs> oh we're totally getting canceled <laughs> yes. hey wait wait don't we have a don't we have a conference call with the with the producers yes <laughs> I, I i hope they're not gonna i hope they're not listening to this right now <laughs> oh boy okay oh. jeremy go ahead go ahead ike I... Oh, where where were we <laughs> we left we off at the s- irish
0: pub we were oh, something about cutting yeah, cutting
1: great, great. the crotch so I'm not cutting the crotch out of the jeggings with a leatherman wave.
0: That's actually the next show we're producing, starring Mike <laughs> Straka. It's gonna, it's gonna cancel our whole feeder company.
1: No, it's, it's actually only, it's gonna only be broadcast on Pornhub.com. Right, right,
0: right. They're a sponsor, <laughs> main sponsor.
1: Which, by the way, I was gonna say they sponsor our MMA Maverick show as well. Oh, do they? Brought to you by, brought to <laughs> brought you to by bar. Pornhub.com. <laughs> Wow, they By lesbian there. lesbian foot <laughs> worship videos. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey Ike, I'm sorry. Your wife's gonna divorce you, and you're gonna lose your first podcast.
2: I don't oh, think she so. listens this far into the podcast anyway. So we're good, good. for
1: her. She she understands. Uh, all right. Well, I think uh, I think we've exasperated our time. Yes. Is Jeremy still there? (laughs) Uh, Oh, I'm
0: still there, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, Jeremy, it was great having your show. We're definitely going to have you on again. I think what you should do to make our podcast even better is to cast Sage Northcutt and Paige Van Sant in your next production. (laughs)
0: Let me guess. They're porn stars?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, you sicko. No, they're they're actually fighters and pretty good
1: fighters. too. Oh, are they? but but they're also in great shape. They could be porn stars in a second. <laughs> great. Get me their I'm contact sure, info. I'm sure Vivid Video would hire either of those people to be in porn videos. Right. You're
2: dating <laughs> yourself, Mike. Vivid Video. What is it?
1: V- Vivid Video. Dude,
2: that hasn't been popular since DVDs.
1: It hasn't been popular since uh, Jam- Jenna Jameson. <laughs> what is Jenna Jameson, like 60 years old now?
2: Uh, she's getting up there. Yeah. God bless. And well,
1: well and bring shows. it right back to MMA. You know, she was married to Tito Ortiz. You know, that's right. Fun fact. So you see, it's all you see see believe network. We 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 keep it all on on point. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> One big circle.
0: Hey, thanks guys. Thanks so much for having me on. It's great. All right, Jerry. Uh, much uh, much luck to you guys. Can't wait to listen. All
1: right, great we'll stuff. talk to you. We'll talk to you later
0: on, Alligator. All right, see you later, buddy. Don't <laughs> don't forget the Adderall. <laughs> I got it. Right here. Thanks, for,
2: <laughs> thanks for plugging nothing. But talk to you soon.
0: Right. All right. See you later, buddy.
1: <laughs> later, buddy. So, Ike, here we are. Raging Bull, really? I'll uh, give me two movies.
2: I'll make it my homework assignment. Raging Bull, one. What else?
1: There is no Raging Bull two. Okay. No. I, <laughs> oh, you meant Raging Bull as the number one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Is there anything else besides anything of the fight movies? Jones? Or anything anything that's... oh
1: anything oh you know what the aeronauts now i gotta write this down it's felicity jones not jessica jones
2: yeah jessica jones is a netflix show model yeah.
1: felicity <laughs> jones is the hottest british actress on the freaking planet right now aeronauts All right. aeronauts yes it's when it's with uh Redmayne, David Redmayne, I think I forgot his first name. Uh, but it is a. It's about she plays Amelia Gwen. Oh no! Sorry, Amelia Wren, who was a balloon aeronaut, which means she was a pilot of a hot air balloon, and he was the first like meteorologist in the world. And it's a great movie.
2: All right, and. Uh, you got to understand, I'm a very open-minded person. I could watch something that's slow and methodical but has a nice payoff or something that's wild and crazy. So I will go into this with an open mind.
1: Just go into it knowing that Felicity Jones is in it and just look at her because she's the hottest chick on the planet right now, in my opinion. Well, you you, I'm, you must be a Star Wars person. She's in Rogue One
2: yeah yeah as I mentioned earlier that's the it's the only movie I've seen of her and it's a great movie. People say, argue it's the greatest Star Wars movie and there's well, Felicity Jones
1: is the greatest Star Wars actress <laughs> she's, Felicity Jones is my she's my new celebrity crush i I like I was in love with Shakira last week this oh week I'm in love with Felicity Jones. Dude. next week I'm sure I'll be back to Phoebe Gates.
2: Shout outs to Shakira for keeping it together. I know oh, she gosh. just she has the youngest face. Oh, my gosh. That's because she uses good face cream.
1: <sighs> <laughs> we are getting canceled this week. You know that, right? got to
2: believe that we're not going to be canceled.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. What, we went off the rails today, dude.
2: Yeah, we never came back.
1: <laughs> Whatever you do, I don't let your wife hear this episode.
2: Nope. I'm going to tell her right after we get past the, uh, the first segment of movie talk, uh, you should turn it off. Cause it's
1: boring. Yeah. And also tell her that you threw her under the bus for buying you fucking, I will. What I do will. you call those things again? Like, I don't stretchy remember. Stretchy jeans. Jeggins. Oh my God. The fact that you know what jeggings are. I mean, if you just said stretchy jeans, I would say, Oh, you mean those Chuck Norris jeans? But no, you had to go. Yeah, that's right. I got to look those up. <laughs> you had to go and say, jeggings, Like, dude. Wow.
2: I, I got to look up the actual man term of them. The Yeah, they're called Chuck Norris
1: jeans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the man term. Perfect. Perfect. Love Chucky. Shout out to him and Bruce Lee. Not, a, not a lot of people know about that scene. I've I, I found can... out recently about that he was in a Bruce Lee movie.
1: Oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding right now?
2: I'm not going to send you off on a rant. Mike, let's wrap this puppy up.
1: Oh no, Ike. You just <laughs> sent me off on a rant. You didn't know that Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee had one of the greatest mixed, one of the greatest martial arts fight scenes in the history of film? I guess real? it's
2: part of Chuck Norris's humbleness. He doesn't brag about it.
1: Well, and Bruce Lee's dead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, he can't brag at all. My goodness, dude.
1: Oh my god, you never saw Ranger Bull and you're ju- you just admitted that you only found out recently that Bruce and Chuck were in the same movie together? <sighs> Welcome to my bubble. What's next? What is next?
2: I don't know. We'll find out in the next episode what I didn't know.
1: I'm innocent, <laughs> man. I'm innocent. Well, I admit I didn't know what jeggins were. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's something that you shouldn't know. But <laughs> Chuck Norris jeans is a lot better
1: name. Yes, it's a much better name. And you know where you bought Chuck Norris jeans? In the in the Asian <laughs> World. No, the, I'm not joking. The Asian World of Martial Arts cat catalog, which was a mail order thing back when I was a kid, before there was a something called the internet, and uh, it was Asian World of Martial Arts, and you could buy Chinese stars. And you could buy, you could buy, you know, uh, nunchucks and swords and, you know, all kinds of things. But Chuck Norris jeans were the best selling thing on there. Really? Yeah, because they were basically jeans that were stretchy. When was this? This is back in the 80s, early 80s, late 70s.
2: All right. That's freaking awesome. People were ahead of the time.
1: Dude, Chuck Norris jeans were the jeggings of the early 80s.
2: He didn't monetize them then. He could have sold them to like H&M or Old Navy or something.
1: I got a friend who works in wrestling. He's a wrestling guy. And he he says, CrossFit, that's what we call wrestling practice. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) But he goes, USA Wrestling was so dumb that they didn't monetize it. They could have they they just monetized wrestling practice and called it CrossFit because it's basically what CrossFit is. It's wrestling practice. It's what we did every day. But no, now it's this worldwide phenomenon that makes yeah. billions of dollars.
2: It makes people go to therapy for back pain.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah. and for cutting weight and for like stomach issues and ulcers and starving yourself and bulimia.
2: But we had a name on it. We could have made money off all yeah, those tragedies. They should <laughs>
1: have. They should have. But they they were smart enough to brand it, just like Chuck Norris jeans.
2: Uh, you live and you learn. Hopefully, uh, we monetize this man as the Bro Show, or this is Man Show 2.0.
1: This like, is not. After you said Jeggings, we're basically freaking Parks and Recreation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, off the top of the head, this is like Touché. the L,
1: this is like the L word on Showtime. <laughs>
2: Wow. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> Jeggins, really?
2: Mike, you're on fire this podcast. No,
1: we're we're definitely changing the name of our show from Mavericks to like the Mavs. <laughs> no, no, Jeggins. The Jeggins. The Jeggs. <laughs> we're gonna be like like what? What's the uh the the uh insane- and kegs. No, we're like, what's an insane clown posse? What do they call those people?
2: I know an insane clown posse. I didn't know if there was another name.
1: <laughs> no, no, they, no. What the fans are called like, I'll look it up right now. See, see there's, there's this new thing. Hey, you know what, Ike? There's this new thing. It's called Google. Jago's. The Jago's. The Jago's. <laughs> That's where we are now. We're, we're the Jago's. The P- Jago's. Yeah, okay. in plain style posse uh, Jago's. I'm sorry, Juggalos. So they're Juggalos. Juggalos, Juggalos. No, we're the Juggalos. We're the Juggados. We're, we're not the Juggalos. We're the gigados.
2: All right, Don't forget it next time when you intro.
1: I'm never, ever going to talk about that again. <laughs> In fact, I'm, I'm never going to listen to this episode.
2: We shouldn't. I, we, I, we'll post it, but no promotion.
1: Wait, let me read this. Let me read this for you. A Juggalo is a fan of the group Insane Clown Posse. A juggalo. Or any other psychopathic records hip-hop group. Juggalos have developed their own idioms, slang, and characteristics. That is from none other than Wikipedia, which is, by the way, if it's on Wikipedia, it's yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> it also uh, says that I'm I'm a very famous TV broadcaster in the United States, so it's true. It's on It's on Wikipedia. It's true. Yeah,
2: I was very excited to get teamed up with the guy who had a Wikipedia. I yeah. uh, I got to make my own. I, I, mean, I'll make,
1: I know I'll, I'll make one for you right now, and it's going to say. <laughs> Owner of two pairs of Jeggins. Like, what the fuck? That's it. A mixed martial martial arts reporter who's never seen the movie Raging Bull and wears (laughs) Jeggins and blames his wife for buying them for him. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, is right. All right, dude. Let's uh, close this out. Until next time. Enjoy the fights.